Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we're heard worldwide on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, Caribbean, South America, Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. And my email is exxonatxxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is the lady I had the pleasure of talking to the first time six years ago. My gosh, it was February of 2006 when I first had Charlotte King on the Exxon radio show. And uh, she is a very unique person. She has a very exceptional ability, but she claims she is not a psychic. But what she does is she channels the earth. Now, Charlotte is a fourth-generation Oregonian, was born in Salem, Oregon in 1946, uh, retired mother of three and grandmother of six. When all the things, when all the changes happened in her life, St. Helens in 1980, do you remember that happening? It exploded? Well, it made her so sick she finally had to leave her family, give her husband full custody of her children, and move to California where she knew she would be more able to learn more of what was causing her this extreme pain and sound. Joining me now to to tell this incredible story and to 
Well, let's let's do it this way. Charlotte, welcome to the Exxon. Yes. Thank you for coming Thank back you. and joining us. Uh, six years later, still nice talking to you. Um, what is this exceptional ability you have? Well, Rob, what I've learned over time is that my body, for whatever reason, is more sensitive than most people's, although I think everyone is to some degree. Mm -hmm. But I pick up changes in the Earth's magnetic field that um, I believe um, premonitor seismic and volcanic activity and in the last, oh, probably 10 or 12 years, um, also they seem to uh, correlate with solar events. And I pick these changes up in each part of the world affects my body in a different way, so I have specific symptoms for each geographical location. So every time that symptom shows up, I know where the next event's going to take place. This must be very uncomfortable for you if, 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 if you go through all these changes and, and the earth is constantly moving. How do, you, how do you cope with it? Well, it's very difficult. That's why it ended an 18-year marriage uh, after St. Helens. I was the, the year that St. Helens went mm-hmm. active, 1980, I was sick more than I was well, and I had a family to care for and a husband to care for, and I couldn't even care for myself. I, oh, I literally had to be sedated a good portion of the time because I was in so much pain. And I was in the hospital over and over again getting echocardiograms and EKGs and, and, and ultrasounds and everything else to verify that there was nothing wrong, but I was so deathly sick. This is going to be a very unique hour, so please stand by, ExoNation. Charlotte, great having you back with us. Uh, thanks very much for Thank taking you. time Glad to join to us. ExoNation, uh, for more information on this amazing lady, here's a website, www.visor.net forward slash tilde, C-H-A-R-King. That's www.visor.net forward slash Tilde, you know that funny little squiggle that's on the, the very first key on the left-hand side of the top of your keyboard? Char King and uh, Charlotte King will be back with me on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Exclamation. Charlotte King is my special guest this hour. www.visor.net forward slash tilde. Char King is her website. And uh, Charlotte, do you know of anyone else that has the same ability that you have? Well, Rob, I think, as I said, uh, many, many people are biologically, as I call it, biologically sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as being as sensitive as myself, I'm not certain. Um, I know um, I hear from people on a regular basis that are experiencing the same symptoms I am, but I also hear from people that say, oh, such and such is going to happen, or this or that is going to happen in this place, and I said, no, it is, and I don't feel it, and it doesn't. So I would have to say that if I'm not the most sensitive, I'm one of the most sensitive. I also hear sound all the time, which most people do not hear. Um, I hear down in the 2 to 7 hertz range, whereas most people, their hearing range is 20 to 32 hertz. So I'm hearing in subsonic sound, and I hear that 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the form of various foghorn sounds. I hear 13 different signatures, and that's been going on since 1976. Now... You say it sounds like a, a foghorn sound, and uh, have you had this looked at by members of the medical community and scientific community? And, and oh, if absolutely. You, do they take you seriously? Well, they do, they do more so now than they ever had before. Um, I had hearing tests done. Mm-hmm. My hearing range was off the charts. Um, they put me in hyperbaric decompression chambers. Uh, they put me in an anechoic chamber at Sacramento State. Holy they put cow. me in the thermogram research labs in Modesto. Right. And at the U.S. Bureau of Standards Magnetic Testing Labs in Colorado, in Boulder, with the uh, they use the squid machine, which measures the magnetic output of the brain. Now, and you know, do you do you think that this is a blessing or is it a curse? You know, God bless you. You you've lost your family and and you're in this constant state of pain. Uh, I hate to ask you the question, but is it a blessing or a curse? Well, you know, I always thought it originally, I thought it was a curse. Yeah. Uh, more so, I believe it's a blessing. And people say, well, what would you do if it stopped? And I actually, I have to tell you, I'd miss it. Because really? it's been there so many years, you know, yeah. 36 years. And it's like, um, it would be so quiet, it would probably drive me crazy. Because I have this constant sound all the time. Mm-hmm. And... I've had it so long that I'm always listening for it, for changes in that sound. And the smaller the room you're in, the louder the sound becomes. Oh, my gosh. Until sometimes, it, like before the some of the quake, recent quakes, it was so deafening, I had to get away from small rooms and stay in a large area because I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate the, low, the uh, intensity of it. Tell me, Charlotte, is this the same type of thing that animals feel prior to a disaster? I think it may be, yes. Um, cats, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, bears are very sensitive. Um, elephants are extremely sensitive. Horses are, I know and, that for a fact, yeah. And whales are very sensitive. Wow. How far in advance can you actually tell when a quake is going to occur? Depending on the magnitude, I would say ninety percent of 99% of them are 12 to 72 hours in advance, give or take 12 hours. Does, do you think it has anything to do with the, the moving of the tectonic plates? Possibly. The scientists that have studied me, the doctors that have studied mm-hmm. me, um, they have not really came, come up with any 
com- uh, concrete um, Correlation. theory, yeah. or not theory, but confirmation mm-hmm. of what is causing the sound that I hear. If they could figure that out, then they could maybe figure out more about it. But nobody really knows where it's at. They came out from the United States Environmental Protection Agency in 1980 to my home. They brought a sound truck out, and they could pick it up in the atmosphere. They could pick it up in the ground. They could pick it up underwater. Uh, it didn't matter where it was. The sound was there. People just don't hear it because they don't hear in that hear that range of hearing. Hmm. So, in your opinion, now I'm going to put you in a category here of, of an expert. In your opinion, uh, as 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 a quake expert, are quakes increasing in number and intensity, or are they decreasing? Well, I think they're for me personally, they're increasing in in, in number and in intensity. But it may be going back to a normal. We may have been in a lower range. Mm. So you know, we, it yeah. may be going back to what it was origi- at some other point in time. And we may have been in a in a in a lull, and now we're getting back to normal. Or we may be in a very unnormal range right now, and and it is higher. For me, it is much stronger. I um, I remember when we would get fours, fives, and occasionally a six, and rarely a seven. Now we're getting sevens and almost monthly or more, mm-hmm. and even eight. So I think, for me personally, yes, there has been a, a definite increase in intensity. A lady with your gift, and I'm going to call it a gift, have you been approached by the USGS or any other scientific organization to to work um, with them? Well, no. Um, interestingly enough, back in 1981, mm-hmm. I was approached by Christopher Dodge, Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Chris is no longer with us. He died. Yeah. But we started a volunteer project with the U.S. Library of Congress called Project Migraine. He was co-author and co-investigator with myself on it. And it was the whole idea of the project being volunteer, because the Library of Congress is not mandated for real-time research, um, they wanted to know the events prospective of their happening as much time as I could give them ahead. And um, we did this for, from 1981 until 1999. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of people that came forward and said, well, they thought they were sensitive, and some of them were. Um, but Chris would never put out an official prediction unless I confirmed the fact that I was feeling it as well as someone else was feeling it. So how do you feel these? Uh, do, you, do you get any uh, any vertigo? Do you get any uh, tinnitus? Uh, do you get uh, nausea? I, get, I have vertigo. I have various forms of headaches, yeah. various parts of the body, of the head. Uh, I have uh, back pain in mm-hmm. four different locations. I have stomach pain. I have sternum pain. I have shoulder pain. I have rib cage pain. I have knee, uh, ankle or, or hip pain. Um, yeah, I have it all over. <laughs> each, as I said, each each part of the body responds to a different area, kind of like a map. All right. So, uh, what part of your body would react in the case of an earthquake? Let's say in Japan. Japan is always the left shoulder blade intense, and if it's over a six, mm-hmm. it causes um, heart pain as well. Wow. Now I, I've read somewhere that uh, that you you have used the the the, the phrase seismic flu. 
What is seismic yes. flu? And, and then you also talk about solar flu. Okay, seismic flu is the instantaneous onset of stomach or intestinal flu symptoms that come and go within 12 to 24 hours without a fever. Some earthquakes make you extremely nauseated, right. like the New Madrid mm-hmm. or that area. And then other, and, and, but they also cause intestinal flu symptoms. So you're, you have two different parts there. Some areas like the Wasatch are always intestinal flu, but you get to the New Madrid and you get, you get stomach flu as well. Uh, Big Bear causes intestinal flu in, in California. And um, so different areas cause Mexico, if it's a big event, will cause stomach flu symptoms. Um, it just depends upon the area, but that's what seismic flu is. The, the kicker is that it, you don't have a temperature with it. And because any flu that you have, you're normally going to have a fever. What is the chili connection? That's something that I found out about uh, back in the 70s originally. And then I really didn't see it go into effect until the mid-80s uh, and later. And what that is is people that are quick sensitive, many of them without knowing it, respond to at the, the uh, frequency of the pre-chili earthquakes. Hmm. And Chile would be Chile, Bolivia, Argentina, the whole, that whole ridge there, their borders. And... Um, so that it would be causes, the, the Pacific Rim, huh? The Pacific, uh, the Pacific side of well, uh, yeah, South America. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm saying specifically okay. the countries of Chile, Bolivia, and Argentina. Right. Okay. And their their particular borders, and these these earthquakes, uh, people, uh, that's where you have road rage. That's where you overreact to something. A lot of domestic violence, a lot of shootings, a lot of murders, um, terrorist attacks. Um, Railroad crossing incidents. Um, all these things tend to go with Chile. Suicides. I lost two very good friends to suicide, and My they heavens. both knew about the Chile connection, and yet both of them committed suicide. You know, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, but before we go, how do you get any rest? Well, um, I sleep around three hours to four hours a night, and that's it. And um, most of the time I'm either awake listening mm-hmm. or on the computer or um, just I just catnap in my lounge chair. That's pretty much what I do. Charlotte, please stand by. We have to take our news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, a fascinating lady to say the least. Charlotte King is her name. Her website is www.visor.net forward slash tilde. C-H-A-R-K-I-N-G. That's www.visor.net forward slash tilde charking. And um, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, the new XZBN Channel X is going to be going live at midnight The new website, www.xzbnchx.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The X-Zone. Don't go away.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com I'm not a Starfleet commander <laughs> or TJ Hooker I don't live on Starship NCC-170 or own a phaser. I don't know anyone named Bones, Sulu, or Spock. And no, I've never had green alien sex. But I'm sure it'd be quite an evening. I speak English. And French. I drink Labatt's, not Romulan Ale. And when someone says to me, live long and prosper, I seriously mean it when I say, get a life. My doctor's name is not McCoy, it's Ginsburg. And Tribbles were puppets, not real animals. Exonation. Uh, my guest this hour is Charlotte King, and her website is www.visor.net forward slash tilde Char King. Charlotte, we've been talking about this very unique ability that you have to, to sense not only earthquakes, but other natural occurrences. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you first fully understood the ability that you had? How did it make you feel? Well... For a long time, I, I, you know, I really didn't know what was causing the mm-hmm. sound, and that's all I had in the beginning was just sound. That lasted for about three years, from '76 to '79, and then in um, September of, of, um, or actually June of '79, mm-hmm. 
I uh, woke up and I was just really scared and I didn't know why. And I already had a TV station monitoring my predictions. I would just call and say, the sound changed, something's going to happen, blah, 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 it did. So I called them. I said, what's going on? They said, nothing. And I said, well, something's happening. I, I said, I'm really, I don't like this feeling. And they said, no, everything's fine. And so then a few hours later, I was watching TV and they interrupted and said we had a, a um, massive beaching of sperm whales on the Oregon coast at Florence. There were 41 sperm whales at beach. They were between 30 and 20 to 5 to 30 feet long or longer and over over 20 tons. I mean, these were huge, wow. huge animals. And I said, oh, the whales heard what I heard. They became confused and they beached. Mm-hmm. And it just fell into place. It just made perfect sense. And then I watched, and three days later, they had a series of four quakes in Big Bear, California. Do you also monitor the the quakes and the um, the eruptions beneath the sea? Uh, the Axel Seamount, I watch off of Oregon, mm-hmm. and uh, I watch the one, there's one off of Japan I watch, I pay attention to. Other than that, I really don't. Um, I do watch the, off, the undersea quakes, mm-hmm. yes, I do watch earthquakes, but as far as monitoring, the only ones I'm really concerned about are the out there off the Juan de Fuca and that area, what's going on out there. Um, in 1981, my son was... Um, 16, and we went to the coast for his birthday mm-hmm. in June, and I was really sick, and I had never gotten that sick over there before, and I was listening to the CD at that time before cell phones, right? and um, listened to the fishermen talking, and they were all complaining because there was no fish, and there was no crabs, and everything is out farther and farther out in the ocean where it mm-hmm. was colder, and they kept saying, you know, the, the water was too warm, it was too warm, the weather, and I said, no, no, it's not the weather, it's the water. And I took water temperature measurements, and it was it's literally was in the 70s, which was unheard of. And um, so I started talking to people over there to the point that they actually had a sheriff come up and ask me what I wanted, saying, you know, I was knocking on doors. Do you feel anything? Do you hear anything? You know? And um, I told them, you know, something's really going on. I, I really know there's something happening here. And so I called Chris, because we already started the project a month before, and um, I said, Chris, there's a volcano off the Oregon coast. I can feel it. I know it's there. So I went to the Marine Science Center and told the research people there that there, I thought there was a volcano, and they said, no, didn't think so. Well, three months later, they confirmed there was an active volcano 250 <laughs> miles off of where I had been at Newport, and it was erupting. And this particular volcano, they actually sent the Alvin submarine down to do uh, to take boats. Uh, video of it because they found all kinds of sea life and living in the the uh, scalding hot water and all kinds of ore coming up through the uh, vents in the volcano. And uh, that's part there of the actual seamount. Now, do you now study earthquakes and volcanoes uh, to get a better feel of the work that you do? And, and No, actually... It's pretty much the opposite. Really? Unless something's going on that I get really sick, mm-hmm. I don't try to find out because it makes me feel like I might be pre- predispositioned to thinking gotcha. something that isn't there. If, if I know there's a fault out here yeah. and there isn't one over here, but I'm feeling it over here, and they, they say, well, there isn't one there, you can't have a quake there. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. 
So I don't want to second guess myself. So I, I try not to know about them. Makes perfect sense. There's a lot of speculation that uh, in the um, something major is going to happen in the national park where Old Faithful is. There's also speculation that there's going. Uh, I believe they're, they're they're speculating a super volcano in the in the uh, national park where where uh, Old Faithful is. And yet there are other people who are speculating that there's going to be a massive earthquake that actually is going to separate parts of California from the mainland. If these catastrophic events were to happen, how do you think your body would react and how much warning would you get? Well, I had three months with St. Helens. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I had uh, two weeks with Japan mm-hmm. with the, with the 9.0. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have as long with Indonesia. I only had four days on that one in 2004. But um, in Chile, I had four days in 2010. But the, um, I think depending upon the event, volcanoes make me much more sick than just an earthquake does. Um, so if it's vol- volcanism, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to feel it quicker and more intensely than I would just an earthquake. Um, as far as Yellowstone... Uh, there's real distinct symptoms. There's intense pain across your lower back, intestinal flu, and vertigo. And um, if if there's going to be something of any significance, I'll usually get teeth-chattering chills 24 hours before the event. My heavens. The, the, the track record that you have is incredible. You know, you're 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 spot on, and and it bothers me to know that a person with your ability is not being utilized by organizations like the USGS in order to give people heads up and to possibly save lives. Yeah, I know. I I feel that way sometimes too. But you know, it. I guess they've been through the colleges, and they've been through the training, and they, you know, and if, if it's not in that. For the most of them, if it's not in that little box, it just doesn't exist. You know, they're, uh, I guess they want quote-unquote proof. What really bothers me is when I see a a, um, documentary or I read a paper and they say, no, that earthquakes cannot be predicted. Mm -hmm. And I just get livid (laughs) because I I know they can. And I have proof that I can. And... That, that throws me. But other than that, I'm okay. You know, they, they have to do what they do. Um, I was thinking about, somebody asked me, well, does the media listen? And I said, well, I said, I used to have a really good media connection with all the major networks and all the big, big cities and mm-hmm. stuff. And I could pick them up, pick up the phone, call them, talk to them. This is happening or that's happening or, you know, UPI or AP or whatever. But now... 99% of those people aren't there anymore. Many of them have gone to other networks. Some have retired. Many, Some have died. And the ones that are in those positions now, they weren't even alive when St. Helens erupted. It means nothing to them. It, 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 to me, it's ironic because, you know, there's more to life than we presently understand it. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, here you are. I, I know that you've documented and you've kept track of, of, of the 
of the predictions. And maybe this is a word that's catching the scientific community the wrong way, where you say, I'm predicting this. And, you know, there's a lot of wackos I, I used out to there. use the word forecast. Forecast, all right. Just or, like weather forecast. Based on what I felt in the past, this mm-hmm. is what I'm feeling now. I, I'm very careful about using the word prediction yeah. for that reason. Have you approached the USGS and said, hey, listen, this oh, is... Oh, yeah. I, I used to talk to them. Um, yeah. I've met with them at different times. Um, and um, I had some good response from some of them that are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the ones that I've had the best response from are scientists or geologists that are not from this country. They're much more interested in Russia and Japan and China than they are here. Um, the um, when when Pinatubo blew in 1991, I was calling almost every few hours to mm-hmm. the volcano center there, right? And uh, talking to them, and um, they listened to me. And I told them, I called them, I said, "This mountain is going to blow in less than 12 hours." And everybody knew it was going to blow. Nobody knew quite when. And uh, they said, "Well." You know, we we are we're listening to you. We're not going to send our guys out there on the mountain. He said, "Are you sure it's going to blow?" And I said, "Yes." I said, "In less than twelve hours." I said, "I said probably in less than six hours." Well, I was seven minutes off. My goodness! And they actually called me back and thanked me and told me that I probably saved some lives because they would have been out there gathering uh, samples for their testing. How did that, that happen? How did that make you feel? It made me feel really nice that they they took me seriously enough to take that into consideration and and actually act or react mm-hmm. one way or the other to it. Um, when I called them before St. Helens erupted, you know, they said, well, we all know it's going to erupt anyway. You know, I said, but, you, but this is going to be a major eruption. And, you know, um, in fact, the morning that it blew, I walked outside to pick up the paper around 530 in the morning. I looked at the sky, and it was that fiery red, and you know that old saying, you know, red sky in the morning, demon take warning. And I burst into tears, and uh, I said, oh, God, people are going to die. And that just popped out of my mouth, and I went in and laid down on the sofa and fell asleep, and when I woke up, it was 8.30, two minutes, or I'm sorry, 8.28, and it was four minutes before the eruption. And uh, I didn't know why I woke up. It was sort of like when I had my children and I went into labor in the middle of the night and I didn't know why I was awake. It was that kind of a sense. And I just laid there and I um, just kind of trying to get my bearings. And then I heard them interrupt that said the volcano had blown. I went to get up to see what I could get on a news station and I couldn't even get my head off the pillow. They figured that I had a minor stroke from the pressure when the volcano blew. My heavens. And my one foot was numb, and it stayed numb for about 30 days, and then it came back. It was okay. Has that been the, the most damaging to you physically? Um, hmm. Most damaging. Um, I suppose, yes. Uh, it's one of the times that I had a problem like mm-hmm. that. I've been, like I said, I've been sedated so many times. I... I actually was with someone one time when I was in Washington State after the eruption, and um, I made a mistake of going to USGS there and um, was going to meet the people that I'd been talking to, 
And within five minutes in the in the office, I was so deathly sick I couldn't even hold a glass of water. And I said, "Get me out of here now!" And I remembered a doctor had told me, he "said Charlotte, stay away from active volcanoes. Either you will become a permanent basket case, or you will be dead." And I remembered that, and I said, "Get me out of here!" I guess that's what I said. Anyway, the gentleman that I was with at that time, he said I was basically catatonic when he was taking me home. He said, "I." And I, I didn't even know what I said. I had no idea how I even got home. Charlotte, stand by. Then, you and I have to take a commercial break. We're going to have a little bit of a cliffhanger here. Exo Nation, Charlotte King is our special guest. She's a earth, earthquake forecaster. Her website is www.visor.net forward slash tilde. Char King, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. That's uh, the Lighthouse uh, singing uh, Pretty Lady, Skippy Brokaw, who I had the pleasure of working with at uh, 1290 CJBK, a great guy. And every time I'd see Skippy uh, during the during the uh, festival, um, the different festivals throughout Niagara when I was at CKTB, always great running into Skippy and uh, once again one of the Canada's greatest bands, Lighthouse. My guest this hour is Charlotte King, and she is a, an earthquake forecaster. And Charlotte's website is www.visor.net forward slash char king. Now, you offer a free email service. Yes, I do. Tell our listeners uh, about if it. If anyone wants to uh, sign up for this, just email me at char king, C-H-A-R-K-I-N-G, at visor, V like Victor, I, S like Sam, E-R, dot net. And I will put you on the list. All right. Now, Charlotte, you also are kind enough to include the X-Zone in your list. Would you have any objections when you sent me a, uh, a notice if I sent it out to certain people? No, that's fine. You can share that with anyone. Just, okay. I prefer it not be reposted all over the Internet on lists. Sure, I understand that. People take it wrong, and I don't yeah. want to frighten anyone. Okay. Now, you also have a pamphlet available. Yes, I do. I have a um, pamphlet I put together. It's about 15 pages. Uh, two-sided, mm-hmm. and I have sold it in the past for thirty dollars uh, U.S. dollars. And for the people listening to the X Zone Radio Show today, I'll offer it for sixteen dollars plus two dollars shipping or for handling fees, mm-hmm. since it's going out of the country most of them. And um, this will be. Um, has, I don't have PayPal. I'm really sorry. I don't. But um, if it's on, drawn on any bank on U.S. dollars, it's fine. Okay, and just mail super. it to me. And my 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 full address is Charlotte King K I N G at and that address is four seven nine one 
WB like Warner Brothers, Post, POST, Drive, Northeast, Salem, Oregon, 97305. Charlotte, I'd like you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. The next time you feel something major is happening, let me know and we'll get you back on the show. Oh, sure. Okay? All right. Good deal. Charlotte, as always, great talking to you. Thank you for all the wonderful things that you do. I appreciate the work that you do. And I'm well, sure thank you. and I'm sure that as people get to know you, get to know about the work that you do, they too will say thank you, Charlotte, for all the stuff that you do to help people. Yeah, well I'll leave you with one final thing. Okay. If you find you're really craving popcorn for no reason, be prepared because that usually means a quake's coming. Really? Hmm. Charlotte King, thank you very much for joining us today, dear. It's been a great pleasure, as always. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Exo Nation, Charlotte King has been my guest this hour, www.visor.net forward slash tilde char king. That's www.viser.net forward slash tilde, C-H-A-R-K-I-N-G. Well, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon will be continuing right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't forget, the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network Channel X is going to be debuting at midnight. The website, www.xzbnchx.com is the address. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. <laughs> 